Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. And people don't understand what it means to come under the influence of God, most Christians struggle in their Christian life because they try to live it not under God's influence, but their influence. And unless we can understand that God has a different way for us to live, we will always be frustrated and live way below what God wants. Do you ever get the feeling that your life isn't quite what you think a follower of Christ's life should be like? You read the stories in the Bible, and some of those people's lives seem so much more dynamic than yours. feels like something's missing from your life. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the lives of some of the people in the book of Acts. You'll hear about the way they carried on in their lives and the impact they had on those around them. Pastor Mark will be talking about why the lives of the apostles became different after Jesus' ascension and how you can tap in to what they had. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Acts chapter 4 as he begins his message, Under His Influence, The Design. You can turn to the book of Acts, New Testament, the book of Acts chapter 4. I don't know how many of you here happen to be wearing jeans today, but this article appeared in the USA Today. It says this, the death of $200 plus jeans. It simply means that this $13 billion industry is having trouble with the high-end jeans. It goes on to say this, while old standbys, including Levi's and Lee and Wrangler, are still seeing sales increases that likely will continue for the coming year, sale increases for the pricey premium jeans are just plummeting. Now, I wanted to do a little more research, and so they had it there in the article. Here are the top jeans for ladies. This is the ladies' pick. Number one, still Levi's, 49, and then Riders by Lee and Lee and Gloria Vanderbilt and Calvin Klein. And then there's that Lucky brand, 88 to 140. I never heard of number seven. Thank goodness, that means my wife doesn't have it. It's a brand called Seven for All Mankind, 155 to 255 for pair of jeans. But the one I love most, I don't think anybody's heard of this. I hope you haven't heard of this. There is a brand of jeans called True Religion Jeans. $398 $398 for the gene. When I saw that, Romans 12.1 came right to my mind. Romans 12.1 says, lay your body down as a sacrifice to the Lord. Look, if you paid 400 bucks, just lay it on the altar. 
Is that like ridiculous or what? Now, how do we determine which brand of jean that we wear? Well, it comes with a word that's part of our series. It's the word influence. If you have a teenager, Lord help you, because you're going to have to go out and buy clothes for them. Will those teenagers have been influenced at all by anybody? Oh, can't take that brand. Here's the brand I got to have. And the funky looking whatever the new deal is this year. So it's a truth in all of our life that whether we realize it or not, we're all being influenced every day by someone or something. We're influenced by media and TV and radio, the internet, commercials, the infomercial, advertising. And as I said, especially with the younger people, they're influenced by their friends, some of us even by our co-workers. The word influence is simply mean this, an effect of one person on another. First thing I want you to write is this, because you have to understand this as we go through the series. So take your pencils or pens out. You have no paper right there. Here's the first thing to write. Under the influence. What does that mean? It means to have an effect upon, to shape, and to regulate. In other words, that influence is going to change me. However that works, that influence is going to have an effect upon me. It's going to shape me. It's going to regulate how I live. Now, I've asked you to turn to Acts chapter 4. And this whole series is called Under His Influence. And what that simply means is, out of all the things that influence us every single day, have you ever been in a restaurant And you said to your husband or wife or whatever, that food looks really good there. I'm not going to get dessert. I'm working on this weight. It's going to be fine. And this person, waitress, she comes by with this big, horrendous, wonderful looking thing right by you. And it sits down at the table next to you. You can smell the chocolate, you ladies. I mean, it's and you're influenced by it. Well, we all understand what that is. The main influence must come from God in our life. That's what this series is about. Now, in Acts chapter 4, you turn there. You can go down to verse 12. Let me give you a little summary quickly. Peter and John, after the day of Pentecost, Jesus is back in heaven. They're going up to the temple to pray. As they go up to the temple to pray, they run across a lame man who's been lame since birth. He sees them and asks for some alms. This is a kind of a normal everyday procedure for him. Well, Peter looks at him and says, "Uh, silver and gold, we don't have anything to give you. But what I do have, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And God, through Peter, supernaturally healed this lame man. He goes dancing around Jerusalem, and it causes commotion, and all these people come, and Peter begins to speak to them because the people go, wow, way to go, Pete. What a guy you are. People go, whoa, 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 whoa. It's not about me. What healed this man was the name, the power of Jesus. Well, this caused the religious Jewish leaders to be very angry. Because now, 
Even though Jesus has gone to heaven, the name Jesus begins to go through the city. So they arrest Peter and John. Next day, Peter and John gets up and Peter begins boldly to share about Jesus. The last thing that these Jewish leaders wanted to hear. And then Peter makes this incredible statement in verse 12. Look at it. Peter says this to the Jewish religious leaders. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Well, that caused the Jewish people to be livid. But notice something else. Verse 13. When they, the religious leaders, saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled. In other words, they hadn't been to rabbinical school. And they were just ordinary men. They were astonished. But notice this. This is the key for our series. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. In other words, the three years that the disciples had been with Jesus had influenced them. Now that was absolutely true. What these religious leaders saw, they look back and they go, here's these guys. Man, way back here three years ago, this Jesus influenced them. In fact, they look and speak just like Jesus. Well, that was true, but only partially true. What they really missed, and of course they wouldn't understand it, what they really missed was this. The boldness of Peter and John right at that instant didn't come from the past. The boldness of John and Peter right there came because at that very moment, Peter was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You see, too often, we live in the past. Well, I was saved in 78, got baptized in 82. I've been a member of X Church for 25 years. I have a little certificate. I'm cool. That doesn't really speak to today. And so they looked and went, Wow, that influence had to come from a long time ago. Well, it started a long time ago. But Peter, at that instance, was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. It was current. It was fresh. It was right now. You see, the life of every Christ follower, we should look like Jesus. We should understand that knowing God influences our lives. And yet here we sit like many other people across our world, and people don't understand what it means to come under the influence of God. Most Christians struggle in their Christian life because they try to live it not under God's influence, but their influence. And unless we can understand that God has a different way for us to live, We will always be frustrated and live way below what God wants. In this series, we're going to learn what it means to yield to the person of the Holy Spirit. And like Peter, discover a power and a lifestyle to enable us to be victorious in every area of our life. But not only that... 
like Peter, when we live under the influence, it will have great impact on other people. That's why we're here, not to live for ourselves. Now, many of you have vacation and maybe you've been out west and more up north than out west. You've seen Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, like you ladies, is going to get a laser treatment. Let me read you a little about it. This fall, crews from Scotland and California will shoot laser beams at Mount Rushmore's National Memorial as a part of a project to create a digital three-dimensional model. It will give archaeologists the data needed to repair or rebuild the monument in case there's ever an attack, an earthquake, or some other calamity. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Put your thinking cap on. How many years would it take for these figures to appear on the side of this mountain by chance? Would a million years do it? Hello? Anybody out there? How about a billion years? Would a billion years do it? How about a hundred trillion years? If you had a hundred trillion years from a face of a mountain, could this appear by chance? No. Well, how did it appear? Let me tell you how. We know how. 400 skilled artists and sculptors worked 14 years, October 1927, October 1941, to create the faces on Mount Rushmore. Man did it. Now, here's another question. This one, you have to put your thinking cap on big time and understand what I'm going to say. Look at these men, Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln. Were the actual men, Washington, Jefferson, Roosevelt, Lincoln, in their real everyday life, in their flesh, were they more complex or less complex than the faces on the side of the mountain? Way more complex. They had blood flowing through. They had to comb their hair. I mean, they did a million things. Their whole body was incredibly much more complex. Now, if the faces could not appear on Mount Rushmore by chance, no matter how much time was given, then obviously you did not appear by chance, no matter how much time was given. You were created by God. Here's the first statement. We believe this in this church. The Bible teaches it. Every person was created by God. We call that intelligent design. We don't believe two cells came together, some goo came together, boom, bang, came together, and Mount Rushmore's faces appeared. Foolish. Nobody would even consider it. And yet, sometimes we can't grasp the grandeur of a God who created you and created me. You see, man was created by God, and that means I'm not self-existent. And that means if God created me, and he did, and I'm very much more complex than a piece of rock then I am dependent on my creator. I can't do life myself. I have a creator that created me for a purpose. And until I'm in relationship with that creator, there is no purpose or meaning in my life. So you and I 
along with every other person, were created uniquely by God to know him, to worship him, to obey him, and to enjoy him. Next thing you want to write, this is the statement for the whole sequence. You'll hear it again. Everyone was created to live under God's influence. That simply means that you and I were not created to do our own thing. We were created by God to live under his influence. In other words, him in our lives, it would have an effect on me. It would direct my life. It would show me how to do everyday life. That's the way I was created to live. Most of the world doesn't live under his influence. Most of the world does their own thing. And that's the problem. Because they don't know they can have a relationship with God. Now, notice the title of this series is under his influence. Why is his different than God? Well, let's turn. You can go now to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. And I want to show you, as we begin the design today of the series, what the word his really means. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Now look at that verse, and I'm going to read it in the Balmer translation. Here it goes. Then God said, I'm going to make man in my image. Is that what your translation says? No, it doesn't say that at all, does it? Well, here's what your translation says, and I'll ask you to repeat and emphasize some things as we go through it. Then God said, tell me, let us make man in, say it, our image, in our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and the livestock and over all the earth and all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Here's another part that the world definitely doesn't understand. Male and female, he created them. Now, in the Bible, there's many names for God. One of those names is Elohim. That's the word that you see in verse 26, God, Elohim. In the original language, it's plural. Let us, plural, in our image, plural. The use of a plural for a name is consistent with something we call the Trinity. One God and three persons. Write this down today and we'll dissect it as we go through. This is just a short part, but you need to understand this as we go through. God is a Trinity. By that I mean this. God the Father. God the Son. And God the Holy Spirit. That isn't new to verse 26. Right here in Genesis, go back to the very first verse in the Bible. Go to Genesis 1, 1. And you will see that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were all part of creation. Right at the beginning of our world. Notice Genesis 1, 1 and 2. In the beginning, God... The Father created the heavens and the earth. 
Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the and the what? And the Spirit of God, God the Holy Spirit, was hovering over the waters. So in those two verses, we see God the Father and God the Spirit right at creation. You say, well, Pastor Mark, where's, where's God the Son? Well, he was there. There's many, many verses in the Bible that show us he was there. I just picked one for you. Notice John 1, 3. John writes, through him, God the Son, Jesus, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made. So at the beginning of the world... God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were all part of that creation. One God, three persons. Now, as you begin to think about that, it's hard to understand, isn't it? You see, Pastor Mike, I kind of looked at that before, but um, I don't even see the word Trinity in the Bible. You're exactly right. That's man's name for it. But you see the teaching or the truth of the Trinity everywhere in the Bible. Let me give you one simple verse that will show you what that looks like. Here it is, Matthew 28, 19. This is the Great Commission. Notice what Jesus says to his disciples. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations and baptizing them, say it with me now together, in the name of the Father and the Son And the Holy Spirit. Man, you guys can pass theology school. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You got it. By the way, we're going to have a water baptism. What formula will we use to baptize in? In the, say it with me, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why do we do that? Because it identifies God in three persons. So even though we don't see the word Trinity, it is taught all through the word of God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are three different persons, and yet they exist as one God. There's plurality, there's unity, there's perfect harmony. Some people say this, well, Pastor Mark, I can't believe that because I can't understand it. I want a God I can totally understand. Really? Let me give you this one. Chew on this all week. You just read it. In the beginning, God. When you get an answer for that, come talk to me and we'll laugh together. (laughs) See, the Trinity always has been. They're not created. They've always been. That's impossible with my mind. That's the key. See, you don't want a God that you can understand totally. Then you can become a God. I want a God that's way bigger than me. How do I know he is? What does the Bible say? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are way above our thoughts. Today, Pastor Mark taught about the fact that everyone is influenced by someone or something every single day. You learn that these influences will result in your thinking certain ways about things or doing particular things. Pastor Mark talked about the reality that all influences come from one of two sources. No matter what the influence looks like, it's either God or Satan. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. 
all campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching under his influence, The Design. He'll talk more about God's original intent for men and women, which was to be the one giving mankind advice and guidance. You'll learn more about man's inability to live his life to the fullest because of his rebellion against God and God's attempt to draw men back into his orbit. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Under His Influence. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.